Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, before we get started on the podcast today, let me tell you about a brand new sponsor to the show. Fit My Foot. What is Fit My Foot? Well, they've revolutionized the footwear industry. They brought custom footwear to your smartphone with the ability to scan your feet through their award-winning app. You don't even have to go to a podiatrist anymore for custom insoles, which, by the way, are incredibly overpriced. All you got to do now is use Fit My Foot. Their custom footwear is clinically proven to reduce pain increased stability, and improved comfort. 99% of their customers reported increased comfort, 82% reported less foot fatigue, and 80% of people reported feeling less pain just by using Fit My Foot. Their insoles have a long-lasting premium footbed, shock-absorbing heel cushion, and 3D-printed custom arch support, plus Fit My Foot insoles are delivered directly to your door within 14 days. And Take 12 listeners can use the promo code LOFA20, that's LOFA20, L-O-F-A-2-0, to get 20% off right now. So download the Fit My Foot app, take a picture of your feet, and get comfortable. All right, ready? Here we go. Let's do it, partner. This meeting is being recorded. Oh, man. I just crushed some uh, golden grams. <laughs> Dude, so good. Crunchy, cold milk. I, like, I, like, I've been sleeping on golden grams in my mind for a few years, but wow. So good. I haven't had those in forever. I was, th- I was, my mind went to Teddy Grahams for some reason. Right. Sure. Teddy Grahams, which I guess you could yeah. just pour milk over those. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was way off. I was way off. But my, if I do cereal, I'm, I'm Rice Krispies or, uh, or checks. Rice Krispies? The plain yeah. ones? Yeah. What? What? Love Nobody eats plain right rice crispies. No one. Nobody. Snap, crackle, pop. But not, wait, but not the chocolate ones. No. Loaf is cereal. Those are good because then you get chocolate milk after. But no, I just I like rice crispies. I love rice krispies. Do you put sugar on them? No. You're a cereal killer. Sugar yeah, nobody those. eats regular rice crispies. Cereal killer. <laughs> you know what though? As I was eating the uh the golden grams, I was thinking. This needs some cinnamon and sugar. That'd be delicious. Cinnamon toast grams. Ooh. Ooh. Theme song? No, no, no. Not yet. Oh. oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to relive the glory days down in L.A. Went to Southern Cal. I'm going to bring all that up. 
Oh, well, whatever. It's the cold open. I didn't want to like really talk about it. I just want to like, well, quick. Hey, man, no, no, we, on. no dude, the Trojans we, are listen, back. No, I saw the videos. I saw the photos. Okay. I saw the gun show down there. I saw the Trapanier jersey. I watched it all, dude. We can't just give that 30 seconds in the cold open. That needs its proper due, man. Okay. Start the theme song. Listen, I'm no, I'm no Trojan <laughs> fan, but what an honor for our guy. We got to give that its proper respect. Okay. I thought it was a cold open seggy, but you know, I trust you. <laughs> so now can I do the theme song? Spin it. Take twelve if you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the job. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take twelve. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take twelve. Every episode, twelve hot takes. And we rapping for Seattle, my place. Take twelve. Take twelve podcast on the Believe Sports NFL Network. I'm lifelong Seahawk fan Brett Davern. He's former Seahawk Lofa Tatupu. With you as always, breaking down the matchup from the weekend that was. Having fun guests, having fun conversations, chatting about breakfast cereal. Welcome to the show. Lofa, you ready to do it? Let's do it, partner. All right. On this episode, the Seahawks got crunched by the Niners, just like I crunched my Golden Grams. Plenty to discuss there. The trick play that wasn't so tricky. And uh, a look around the league and, and the division possibly as well. And then also, a check-in on what happened at USC. But first... A quick word from our sponsor, EpicSeats.com. You guys know that this is the only podcast on the internet. I swear, it's the only podcast on the internet. Don't bother looking it up. You can trust me. (laughs) This is the only podcast on the internet that is giving away two tickets to each and every Seahawk game this season, whether that game is home or away. So if you want to travel to a Seahawk game, or maybe you live in a different city where the Seahawks will be traveling to this season, and you want to go to a game, you can win one of our contests and get two tickets from our friends at EpicSeats.com. Use the promo code or mention this podcast, the Take 12 podcast, for either an extra $12 when selling your seats at Epic Seats, or 12% off when you spend $100 when you're buying seats at epicseats.com. Shout out. Lofa, before we get into the disaster in Santa Clara, let me talk to you about USC because that was a good night for you and for everybody. And um, what an honor, man. I mean, really cool of them to have you there to lead the Trojans out. I mean, really early in this new regime, too. So bringing back the legends. And I mean, it, it must have just been a cool night for you. And I, I was proud of you. And it was, you know, like I said, I'm not a USC fan, but the pyrotechnics were awesome. The guns were out. The Trapanier jersey. I mean, shut me up. Tell me how awesome it was. No, oh, man, it was a really special moment. Um, you know, the whole weekend, because we went down there Friday, I think. You know, as as fun as that all was, right? You know, um, seeing my old teammates is really, you know, what it's all about. Mm. You know, seeing your brothers, right? The yeah. guys that went on that that epic run back in the day. Um, and it's been twenty years, man. Wow. Um, it goes by quick. It's been two decades since I ran out that tunnel, and I didn't get the senior night where you know 
you one by one get called out as a senior because I left my a year early. But um, the best part was my my family being there. Um, the, my mom and my uncle who came to every game and they sat in the, the nosebleeds because it was sold out back in the day, 90,000 strong. And, uh, and I think the, the most special moment was uh, my kids who never got to meet their grandfather, got to see his name on the wall, a couple pictures of him. Oh, wow. Um, in yeah. In the football um, building. So right. it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty special. And I was just, uh, I'm thankful to everybody, uh, Taylor Kim from uh, Southern Cal that, that, that put it together and uh, Mike Bone, uh, the athletic director, everybody there that's really, you know, turning it around and doing it right um, with, with hiring Lincoln Riley and, uh, and, and the teams had a special places, man. I could see it. I could see the the look in their eyes when they were coming out of the tunnel. Like, Hey, this is, we were ready for, we're right ready for this moment. Oh man, they put the whole entrance on a lot of uh, different Twitter accounts. I saw. I mean, a lot of prominent Twitter accounts. Are, they were just putting up the the wide shot of the whole stadium because the whole thing's brand new. They got fire going off everywhere, lights going. I mean, it looks like it looks like the Lofa Tatupu, uh, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, like those those days. I mean, the swagger is back down there in SC. And as a Husky fan, I, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of all you guys and that new intro. I mean, it's it's hype down there, man. You know what? You know what though? I think they underestimated you when they handed you that mic because in the video of you doing the like five four and you're getting the crowd all going, like <laughs> there's like a the the lady off to the side or whoever's putting it together. She's like, whoa whoa whoa, slow down, slow down. You're going too. Whoa, I didn't think you'd go this. Like she's trying to. Well, there's. I think you went like, a little hard. Okay, there was like a thirty. There was a thirty second wait. I go, just give me the microphone right before going out. And, <laughs> and yeah, I got the moment took me over and yeah. I was just like, let's, you know, it's like I was ready to fucking play again, dude. And, uh, but you know, I, cause I told him, I don't hear me that microphone. Cause I probably going to swear. And, um, in my head I was, yeah, I was sitting there thinking like, what am I going to say? And then I was like, I got it. I'm going to do the, the Wolf of wall street, you know, where he goes, you know what? I'm not fucking leaving. Because <laughs> it felt so good to be back. Yeah. I was going to do that whole spiel. Yeah. And then, uh, and then introduce the Trojans. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was a little bit of a timing snafu there, but. No, it, it was, out. no, it was awesome. You could see the passion coming through. It was, it was awesome, man. Congratulations. That was really cool. Um, from something cool to something not so cool though. Let's chat about our Seahawks. They, um, uh, well, they, they lost in in Santa Clara, and it wasn't even close, and it wasn't pretty, and the offense didn't score any points. And aside from a Mike Jackson uh, returned block field goal, there was not really much to talk about in terms of positive stuff. But where do you want to start with this one? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the game live because I was flying back from, um, from L.A., and begged them, you know, to just put the game on and no one could find it, of course. <laughs> so uh, I looked at the numbers, right? Wait, wait, wait. Did you, you fly, you fly private, private bank? No, no. Oh, okay. Get out of here. Well, I just, um, you were like, I asked someone to put it on. I was like, what? oh, no, no. Yeah. Like at the airport. Oh, and even oh. like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they were like, we can't find it. I was like, of course. So I had to watch the Rams game. Mm. Um, but so I look at the numbers as, you know, um, we're, we're flying home and, you know, I can at least get the Wi-Fi in. 
it looked like we were getting our ass kicked from from the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, outgained almost two to one. I got the numbers right here. Um, passing yards are basically even, but they didn't even try to pass because they ran for six times as many yards as us. Yeah, one ninety to what thirty six. Penalties reared their ugly head. Uh, time of possession two to one. It was like as you know. So I did take the game so I could watch it, and as I thought, it was a thrashing. Yeah. Um, they got their asses kicked pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens inside the facility? You got to kind of take us in the building on this one because there's got to be a team meeting or something the next day or whenever they come back into the building. And what, what's said in that locker room? I mean, well, we go back in and we have like a tell the truth Monday is what Pete does, mm-hmm. and we we put up all the bad plays. You know, I mean, he'll show some good, but all the bad plays like are up there for everybody to see to hold everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciated that that part of what what Pete does, um, you know, in in his Tell the Truth Monday. And so they went over. I'm sure they looked at all the turnovers. They looked at um, you know third down, everything, every aspect where we lost um, to the Niners, and and they'll start correcting it because then you break up into the offense defense meetings and specialists, and you start going over it again. So it's beat into your head over and over about what we need to get better at, and. Um, so, I mean, that, that's the vibe, and that's what they're going through right now. Well, if you're in that defensive room, what do you think is the number one thing they're talking about? I think it was the penalties, really what held us back. There was um, some costly third-down penalties where we had them either backed up or we're off the field as long as we don't get the penalty. And, mm-hmm. and the penalty, a couple of them, the one on Kobe was real tic-tac, like uh, on Ayuk. I didn't think that one should have been called. The only one I thought that was warranted was the Michael Jackson and Ayuk down the sideline. And, um, but, um, yeah, it was, man. And then even on offense, there's some penalties there too. We'll get to that. But, but, uh, overall, I thought the defense, they gave us a chance to win by not giving up. I mean, yeah, 27, the last touchdown, like, I'm not going to say take that away because they scored, but we were tired. We were on the field for 70 plays Mm. as opposed to our offense, 47, it's um so, well but is yeah, that just, is that the miss oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i was just gonna say is that where the missed tackling comes from though can we blame it on exhaustion in that it, it i'm telling you it happened last year when when the the team was out there for 70 80 plays minnesota second half um so this is something to keep you know keep an eye on of uh of in the future games but um i didn't think our tackling was that bad debo samuel is that good yeah and um you know that's why he gets paid the big bucks because there was a couple of times we had him dead to rights and he's still fell forward for five yards, six mm-hmm. yards. Um, yeah, the tackling wasn't too bad in the first half. That last drive, it was 49ers ran the ball at will. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the bright spot on defense for me is, um, uh, well, as always, Quandre. Quandre's great. Love watching Quandre play. I mean, he had another interception, I think, go through his hands. So he's he's right there around the ball all the time. And his tackling is solid, and I love watching him play. And then another bright spot on the defense, Al Woods, just getting in the backfield, blowing up that run game, but then getting let down on the back end by some of those missed tackles. I mean, sometimes he – I mean, him and uh, Puna – They were doing their job in there every once in a while on those run plays, just blowing it up and then just getting, like like I said, like just guys got to wrap up on that back end. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with that running game that was going so well for the Niners. Now that that intermediate, the linebackers start creeping up a little. I thought for the most part, I mean, there was a a corner route that 
I think between Brooks and Barton, you got to play high to low. And, um, you know, that's something that like KJ and Bobby did really well because they had so many years of experience at it. It'll come, but that's a correction that's being made right now because, man, I could see, I don't want to see it, but I could see Drake London just getting a lot of corner routes and then then they're just going to hit them with a corner and go um, once they clear it out. So that's something to watch for. Well, let's flip over to the offensive side of the ball because it wasn't a good day over there either. I mean, Gino, sort of efficient numbers again in terms of incompletions to completions, but the one pick uh, that was that was tipped, right? Yeah. And then um, just you know, no points scored by the offense at all. The points came, like we said, off the block field goal. So, not a good game for the offense at all. And penalties again over there, and yeah. then just some weird decision making. Also, I mean, first of all, can we start with the penalties? I know you want to get to the trick play, but like the penalties. I mean, right tackles. What is it with right tackles and the Seahawks and penalties and untimely penalties, whether they're warranted or not, whether the officials should have thrown it or not, it doesn't matter. A flag is a flag, and they come on some really big explosive plays, and it just hurts so much. Yeah. Um, Now you're talking about the one, of course, that negated the big big game to DK. It was spectacular catch. We had illegal linemen downfield. And this is this is what's tough about trick plays is you practice them like once or twice. You, they're not a play that you've been practicing all camp. Yeah. And so that you know, oh, okay, we're carrying out the play fake and I have to stop after three steps or else I'm going to be called. And then there's a young guy on top of that. So yeah. there's there's a lot to consider when, when running the trick play. But it was – other than that, it was executed to near perfection. And then um, I think Gino just kind of put it out there like, hey, I'm not going to overthrow it because Gino's got the arm to get – to, to lead him there. And mm-hmm. DK made a phenomenal catch. Amazing catch. Yeah. Well, we, we had our work cut out for us with this front seven. Yeah. Um, you know, Bosa, that guy's unbelievable. And, um, yeah. and then Armstead too, he can, he can make it a long day. So I thought they held up pretty well. And I was actually, you know, really pleasantly surprised with, with Gino. Um, I know that one interception, uh, he, he stood tall in the pocket, poised and delivered the ball. Um, and he was pretty consistent or efficient in terms of uh, incompletions to completions. And the, uh, the 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 one picked, I know it was a tip ball, but if it wasn't tipped, it really should have been caught by uh, <laughs> a fellow Trojan, Ufanga. Yeah, I know. Should have had it twice. <laughs> or, or they did have yeah. it the once, but yeah, they had two shots at yeah. the same pick. Yeah, it wasn't good. And now we've come to that point in the show where I play a commercial from ButcherBox. We'll be right back. I mean, okay, but speaking of trick plays, because there was the one trick play that would have worked, albeit for the penalty, but then there's the other trick play that, I mean, look, if it works, and if DJ Dallas hits DK Metcalf in the corner of the end zone, you're talking Sports Center. But when you try to throw it with running back gloves on and it barely comes out of your hand and it's just like, it just was ugly and you had four running backs in there anyway. So it was a weird formation. So it's easy for the national media and the rest of the league and everyone to just sort of poke fun at this play. And I mean, I know you hated this play. I hated this play also. What, what were we doing? I think timing also position on the field. You know, I mean, it's only a 13 nothing game. And I think the message it kind of sends the offense is like, Hey, we got to resort to trick plays to get these guys. And like, you know, now we're talking about getting to the psyche of our, our guys' minds. And uh, so I didn't love it. They did just get five yards on that same formation. Um, Kenneth Walker made an unbelievable run, making right. like three guys miss. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go back to a run or, or something safe, like out of that formation, like let's do it just to give the Niners something to think about. But when we turned around and threw it from there, it's so condensed in the red zone, like that, 
you're not going to get a guy running up to the line of scrimmage. Even if he had to run all the way back, you'd run 15 yards back to, to intercept the ball. It wasn't a great fake. It didn't really fool anybody. But I think the position and where we're at on the field and timing, you know, of the of the call, it brings me back to 2009, man. We were playing the Cardinals. And all week we were running this shovel pass. And, you know, we were like, if we get down this close, why are we shoveling it? Like, what? I mean, now, as a coach's mind, you're like, okay, well, it's, you know, very – not much can go wrong. Usually it's just getting incomplete if it's thrown at his feet. Adrian Wilson jumps like over everybody, intercepts the shovel pass. And this was like Matt was Matt was on fire. He took us all the way down the field. The running game was on fire. And it just it killed all momentum, mm-hmm. kind of like what we saw. Right. That we were driving, everything was going well. We're gonna get back into it, make it a one-score game, even if we make it a two-score game by 10 points with a field goal there. Once we come out of half, yeah, because it also led to the touchdown on the the missed time, yeah, you know, uh, or mishandled punt. Yeah, no, it was bad all around, and also, I, maybe I'm just an idiot on my couch fan who doesn't know anything, but my kid played football recently, and I put on some of these new football gloves that weren't around when I played my year of freshman and sophomore uh, high school football, where I, you know threw guys bottles of Gatorade and stood on the sidelines. But these these gloves, I mean, they're so, so, so sticky. And obviously, if DJ takes it off and goes in there, they probably know maybe he's going to throw it. And so, I okay, fine, he keeps it on. But when you watch that replay in slow motion, I mean, the ball is like almost stuck to his hand. You yeah. cannot spin it or get any momentum on it with these new modern gloves. And it... Also, I think sometimes they hinder even the catching. I don't know if you've ever seen, sometimes it's like, it, it like stops the ball from spinning so quickly that sometimes guys kind of mishandle it also. Like, sometimes they help. I definitely think sometimes they hurt. And in this situation, I think I think he got let down by the equipment a little bit also. It, I mean, it did, it did play a factor. But, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was throwing all week with those gloves on. Mm. Maybe, you know, the, the heat or whatever, you know, didn't allow it to get out. But either way, that throw to DK has to be high. Yeah. Like, get some air under it. Let him just go up and moss. Chuck it, it up there. Because he was you know, open. So, he was but, breaking but open. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, definitely. Could we contribute this to a wardrobe malfunction? <laughs> Man. I mean, that John Ryan throw didn't have much on it either. But it found its target. <laughs> you know? I, I, we got to post the clip of John's face. Just oh, it's the best. The look of sheer confidence <laughs> releasing that ball. Oh, man. Um, so speaking of throwers of the ball, though, uh, Trey Lance, I mean, the big story in this uh, game here is Trey Lance, unfortunately, lost for the season, broken ankle and and all of that. And But, hey, you know, the, the best backup in the league, perhaps, Jimmy G comes yeah. in. And they don't miss a beat. They just scored all the time and scored often. And Jimmy looked confident and the team looked confident with him. And, you know, it's the Jimmy G show in Santa Clara. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this. Were we going to see Jimmy G? I said no. So I was wrong. But uh, it was because of injury. Injuries suck. We always we always yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, and, but we really don't know. We have a Trey Lance yet um, in terms of playing him because we saw him for like a quarter. Maybe. Yeah. And some change, but uh, but yeah, Jimmy G, it was like the worst thing that could have happened to us because you know we prepared for um, a whole different game plan, right? And then 
you know, I wonder how the adjustments had to go, um, you know, being an outsider looking in, but I wonder, you know, if I was playing, how it would have had to have been handled because we have some history with Jimmy G, but still, um, it was, it was a wild situation. I noticed on the stat line that Travis Homer played more snaps than any of the other running backs. What does that mean to you? Oh man, I didn't notice that. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I just, I know they're really, you don't draft a guy young, like, like Walker. And I mean, you see how explosive he is and how excited they were about camp. But I think working him in too much right now is dangerous because he's just coming off that mm-hmm. core muscle or hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering what's going on with Penny. Why are we not seeing right at least 15 plus carries of this guy? Right. Um, he's on contract year. You know, he's hungry. And the way he finished last year, hey, man, let him pick up where he left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were talking about it going into this game. There can't be a pitch count for him. We want to see him get the ball, and we want to see him get the ball often. And it's a mystery to me as to why he's not. I mean, look, Shane Waldron, like, let's not forget, like, he came from the Rams. Todd Gurley wasn't really used much there at the end. How do the Rams use running backs? I mean, they don't. They don't seem like just a like handed off team to me, but we all think, oh, that's what Pete Carroll wants to play and all that. But then we turn on the games on Sunday and it's not really what we do. Yeah, I think, you know, the game didn't get out of hand. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of why they were conservative in their approach is, is the only thing I can come to conclusion with after seeing the stats and then watching it, rewatching it just now. So okay. I, I don't think we'll be conservative this next week, partner. Last thing to do before we get out of this episode, uh, it might be petty, but you can bet that all season long I'm also looking at Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos and seeing what they're doing. So let's let's do some <laughs> Russ watching right now. Brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf at betonline.ag. Use our promo code. Leave 50. For a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Back to Russ Watch. <laughs> so checking in on the Denver Broncos, then the Denver Broncos took on the mighty, <laughs> mighty Houston Texans. Just a juggernaut of a football team. And Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos put up 16 whole points. And they were booed at home by the Denver Bronco home fans in his home opener. I saw a tweet out there that said uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense was booed more in Denver in this first game than they than he was in Seattle. That might be an overstatement, but either way, the Broncos fans were already booing Russ. But I do want to ask you about this because some videos surfaced from during the Monday night game between the Seahawks and the Broncos, one of which being Russell Wilson imploring his teammates on the sideline to yell run or pass during the game. Have you seen this video yet? I have not seen the video. All right, well, I'm going to share my screen and get your thoughts on this one because uh, this one was circulating all over Twitter, and Russell is mic'd up, and you'll hear him asking the team uh, you know, to yell hey, out. Hey, run or pass! Hey, you got to let him know. Come on, commit to it. You got to let him know. Run a pass. Let's go. Got to let him know. Run a pass. Run a pass. Let him know. 9-6. The whole game long. Run a pass. Let him know. Run a pass. Nice and loud. Pass. Yeah. Um, so a lot of former players and stuff on Twitter are saying that this is kind of cheesy and that like 
teams don't really do it, and it's it's sort of like a bad look. What do you think about that, Lofa? Is this something teams do? I mean, at home you shouldn't be able to hear the sideline, but I don't know. I was just trying to see Soprano support his defense. Fair enough. I, I really couldn't tell you if I ran on the road. Yeah, you could hear people yelling that, you know, your, your sideline because it's quiet out there for the opposing offense. Okay. But at home, I don't know if they can even hear him. All right, fair enough. What about this one from Monday night where Tyler Lockett reveals while he was mic'd up that Russell Wilson is using the same hand signals that he used in Seattle, but he's now in Denver. Did you, you see this one? Him? So it might be a little hard to understand what's going on there, but Tyler Lockett's mic'd up and he's going up and down the Seahawks sidelines saying basically Russ never changed his hand signals between him and his receivers. And Tyler was just going up the sideline telling all our DBs, you know, what to look for and and all that. How is it possible that you change teams and then come back to play the team that you left week one and you don't change any hand signals, Lofa? And they only scored 16 points and Broncos fans are already booing at home. I mean, what? What in the world? Well, he still completed 31 passes, so I don't know if we had all their signals. Well, yeah, but they lost the game. Yeah, they did. But, yeah. No, I mean, you could get that from watching TV copy of film, too. So it's not, you know, is it shocking? Yeah, a little bit, but not super surprised. There's a lot of terminology that's the same between offenses, too, all around the league. Copycat league is what they say. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I would have liked Lockett to have been yelling that to some of our DBs rather than yelling it to Metcalf and a couple other guys that <laughs> yeah, aren't true. out there for the defense. He's kind of just telling anybody who was around, I think. Like, yeah. I, he I think I saw him like, yell it to the trainer on one of them. He, yeah. he, well, he just seems like he's in disbelief. Yeah, just, like, like, I can't believe they didn't change anything. I can't believe what I'm seeing in front of my eyes. I mean, it just seems a little weird. Or is it confident? That matters about perspective. Hmm. Well, I'm going to be watching to see how many points hey. he puts up this week. Oh, yeah. I know you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm rooting for Russ from here on out. We're not playing him anymore. I don't care. Like I said, hope he goes off. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll be watching on the Seahawks podcast, on the Take 12 podcast, on the podcast formerly known as Believe in Seahawks. We're done. Out of time. Shout out to our sponsors, Bet Online, Fit My Foot, Simply Seattle, EpicSeats.com. We'll be back later in the week to preview for real this upcoming matchup with the Falcons game. But for now, we're out of here. SeahawksPod at gmail.com is the email address. You can also find us on all social media at Seahawks podcast, right? Oh, sorry. You can find us on all social media <laughs> at. Well, hold on. I can't laugh in the background if I'm going to cut it in. You can find us on all social media at Take 12 Pod. That's Take 12 P O D. Also, the Let's Ride t shirts. We were going to pull them. But we had a few left in stock, so we figured we might as well sell them out. So I'm not sure how many are left, but there might be a last chance for you to get on there and grab a t-shirt or a hoodie. So check out our merch store. 
Lofa, hands in. You break it down so I don't talk too long. Yeah, man, it was a tough one. We just got to get back up, man. And uh, there's no place like home. So, no place like home on three. One, two, three. No No place place like like home. home. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.